Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello and welcome to the B and Kenneth Power Hour. Whoop, whoop. That is B. I am Kenneth. Yes. And we are here to talk at you. Uh, because so many things. everyone has left us. Mm-hmm. So this is Bampow TV and we are on the A side. A is for Arrowverse and we are talking about everything in length except for Arrow, which yeah, maybe we'll get to. We'll yeah, see. That's fine. Uh, so we have Supergirl, we have The Flash, we have Legends of Tomorrow, and we have Arrow all on episode two, I think. I like that they all yes. started at the same time. It makes life easy. Yeah. Uh, I like it when they all run together. Yeah. Makes note taking nicer. Mm-hmm. Though I still don't understand why we have two of them on Tuesday. I know. Move someone to Wednesday. We don't need... I looked it up last week and I was annoyed Fucking at what the Wednesday... Dynasty. Was. That's right. Yeah. That's dumb. Move that to Tuesday or something. I don't understand Ugh. how... Because uh, isn't the CW's target audience like late teens, early 20s? There's... I mean... That's have, not us. Have you met us? <laughs> but... That that's not us. Dynasty is only nostalgic for people who are even older than us because that was I feel like that was already like off the air by the time I was watching television. Oh, it's a reboot of an eighties primetime soap? Yeah, what? did you not know that Dynasty was an eighties soap opera? Yeah, I don't know anything about this. I'm looking it at it had, for the first time uh, right now. Delta Burke, giant yeah. shoulder pads, really big hair, and nice, a lot of drinks nice. being thrown into faces. Okay. But I don't understand how this reboot is interesting to anybody in their demographic. I don't know. Unless they, like you, have no idea that it's a reboot. Well, I had no idea it was in anything other than had a name and aired after Riverdale. So, which apparently is doing very well. Good for Riverdale. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be for me, but, you know, I, I like that it's found a market. Mm-hmm. I just like that Archie's getting screen time. That mm-hmm. makes me happy. I hope that, like the MCU, a lot of people will come to it and then go, I want to read those Archie comics. Yeah. And then they will. Yeah. Especially Archie comics have been on point in the last five years or yeah. so. Yeah. Right? They've been I doing some it. stuff. Yeah. All right. Should we jump in? Yeah. Start with Supergirl? Get right to it. I hate this girl. Uh, yeah. That, that's my big takeaway from this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. New lady's daughter is a little douchebag, and she really annoys me. Uh, oh, it's the mom's name is Samantha, and the daughter's name is Ruby. Oh, yeah. So, Ruby, yeah. it's true, was being a butt face, but she is a child, so. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, y- your mom's got to work, because you like not dying from starvation, so. It's true. Like, on first day of work, don't be super shitty, Ruby. Yeah, I mean, though, there are a lot of times when I could have punched somebody in the face. Oh, sure. Yeah, don't, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but also blah. It sucks because it's just her mom and her mom is trying really hard mm-hmm. and it would be nice if Ruby could, you know, pull her own weight in some fashion. Yeah. But I get it. I like, I get where she's coming from as much as I want to smack her in the head. I'm like, ah, I get that. I understand that the child doesn't really understand finances mm-hmm. and how money pays for things. She just wants her mom around. Oh, sure. Sure. So. so I hope that after this, where she almost got hit by a goddamn wrecking ball. Man, they were so close. Uh, because it could have like crumpled around the mom's arm that because been she's cool. going to be hella strong. Uh-huh. And then Ruby dies and the mom's okay. Oh my God. And everything's great. That got dark. <laughs> no child murder, okay? It's child manslaughter at most. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Negligent homicide? Yeah. No big deal. But cool. uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, B-side is Samantha and Ruby. Um, Ruby trying to convince 
her mom that she's a superhero. Samantha mm-hmm. being like, no, dude, I, I just want, no, I want my job. A lots of lots of moms lift heavy things off their kids. Adrenaline. Yeah, no big deal. It's fine. Uh, don't think that's true but like eh. i feel like that adrenaline thing is an urban legend uh i mean you can definitely oomph more than you normally would but not like a giant steel girder level yeah because you're i mean your your body can physically only do so much yeah it's more just it same as like pcp it overloads your sensors for hey this hurts mm-hmm. and so you can push it past what you normally would because your muscles are tearing but you just don't pay attention to it yeah well it's like how i read something once about how your the human jaw is so strong that you could bite right through your own finger bone if you wanted to, uh, but there's just there, there's like a thing in your brain that tells you, hey, don't do that. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna have to test this. So yeah, for science, <laughs> which is interesting that your your brain has developed enough to go. Humans are dumb. Yeah, if we don't tell them not to bite <laughs> off their own fingers. They will. It's true. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so in this episode, we're dealing with the fallout from uh, for for Sam and Ruby of of uh, Sam catching the girder. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're dealing with the fallout for Kara still from from Monel being gone. Yeah, um, and also crunchy. from Lena buying Catco. Yeah, so and it's shows a lot up of consequences. Day one, and like, what's up? I'm here to work. Mm-hmm. James isn't happy. Kara's being a butthole. I think I had a hard time being on James's side for this because the show has showed us about five minutes of him actually running this net this uh, yeah. empire I, I wish last season it had been a, like I, I ended up actually liking Guardian a fair amount last season but I mm-hmm. wish we'd gotten a bit less of that and a bit more of Catco in general and specifically James running it yeah because I'm like wait were you running this company mm-hmm. I feel like maybe you weren't because they never they never showed us him like being in the office yeah and since you mentioned Guardian is he still doing that <laughs> who knows we haven't seen that at all that's weird yeah a little bit but anyway um it seems like lena really wants to do her best she really wants to learn and how she operates is by jumping in mm-hmm. first which i i understand how that could be a little unnerving for james but still man you gotta like you gotta sack up fortify oh definitely but also if you're coming into a new position of owning something probably include your your primary person running things in in assorted meetings like that's just even even if you it, it just it's tacky like mm. that that seems maybe not on purpose but kind of maliciously hurtful of hey i i am doing these things i'm brand new here and i am purposefully excluding you from it i mean yeah i can see that i guess i guess for me personally just because i don't have any built in like respect for James as the leader of this company. Damn. I I was just like, oh, okay. So she took one look at him and said, "You don't know what you're doing." <laughs> Damn. He's won Pulitzers for not for running Catco. You don't know? Yes, I do. Okay, yeah, it wasn't for that, but still. I mean, she could have handled it better and said, "Oh, hey, I'm taking over." I feel like you probably just want to go back to being a photojournalist, right? Right? Just go do that. <laughs> I see. I don't think he does, though. Like, I think he. Well, yeah. And I think a lot of this, as you say, just stems from the fact that we haven't seen him doing this. Yeah, I don't know and if he likes due. this or not. Yeah, I, I feel like there was a conversation last season where he talked about how he wanted to do something more or something different, which is so dumb. Ugh, I hated that whole thing. Like, no, <sighs> you have so much more ability to impact the world at running Catco than you do as Guardian. You, definitely. you're a schlub in a suit, James. 
or you're a dude running a media empire. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, giant example, Teen Vogue. Oh my God, Teen Fucking Vogue. killing it. Teen Vogue and is great. It's insane. So get your shit together, James. Be Teen Ass. Vogue. Yeah, basically be Teen Vogue. <laughs> yeah, they. you have the ability to... To, to change hearts and minds, to influence people, to bring knowledge to the masses in a way that they can appreciate. Mm-hmm. And it's so great to me that, that Teen Vogue, it hasn't abandoned its core constituency. It still does all the things that you would expect from Teen Vogue, style and, and you know, hair tips and, you know, celebrity new eyeliners and, and celebrity gossip. Yeah. But also it talks about really heavy you know, important shit that you should know mm-hmm. that I want to know and that I assume 16-year-olds should also know oh, yeah. or at it's, least be aware of. It's a fantastic blending of, hey, here's a normal, relevant stuff and also here's real-life shit that should be more important to teenagers. Mm-hmm. I dig it. I remember um, when I was reading teenager magazines, the things that always stood out to me most were they were always super over the top but like real life stories of people, Mm -hmm. you know, like uh, I escaped a kidnapper from out of his trunk or something like that so it was always super hyped up but getting to hear from like people's real lives was always really interesting to me so I like that they're doing real stuff yeah, snaps teen folk, we see you yes, (laughs) I think you and I both subscribed to oh yeah, yeah, which definitely if you'd asked me two years ago I would not have said that would be something I would do. No. <laughs> and here I am. So I feel like that might put you on a list. Probably, yeah. <laughs> a list of awesome people, 2017. Also that, yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> so uh, Big Bad of the Week is some lady who can psychically project fear. She shows up. She robs some banks. She's you know, very I didn't, generic. I didn't really understand her deal. You know, she was talking about how money brings happiness, but she seemed to really just get off on making people afraid Mm -hmm. so i kept wondering what's all the money for if she just wants to commit crimes so that she could be surrounded by people who are afraid of her i could see that but then what are you gonna do with all that money you can only spend you can only buy so many pairs of leather pants yeah but there's boats and (laughs) fancy cars and mazatlan and all this cool stuff i I, I don't know it's look i I don't get out much um (laughs) I kind of feel like the money was more an excuse of her lying to herself of, oh, you know, I'm doing it for all this. But really deep down inside, she just likes the power and control. Yeah. Because we see that towards the end when um, there's that other police officer who like falls to his knees and she like creepily puts her hand on his face and asks him, what are you seeing? Yeah. And it was very unnerving for me. (laughs) (laughs) She's a creeper. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what? Car fights her a couple times, ends up overcoming her actually we got a really cool flashback scene of like first person Kara leaving krypton as mm-hmm. it's exploding and like that could have been real stupid looking and instead like i i think they really i i'm saying really too much uh, i think they did a very good job on showing a first person view which is hard to do already mm-hmm. of a planet blowing up and like really instilling hey this this would be terrifying for a child and you have right? like the kids breathing in the background and mm-hmm. just like it it did a good job i like that yeah it was it was very creepy especially when they they leave the planet's atmosphere and you can see clark's pod ahead of her zip off and then all of a sudden hers is getting knocked all over the place and then everything around her is on fire mm-hmm. that had to be so terrifying because I can't even imagine how scary it would be if you were a child to be trapped in, say, a burning car, but to be trapped 
in a tiny pod in the middle of space right after your whole planet has exploded. Yeah. Christ, no wonder she's having panic attacks. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, no, anybody I, I would. would. Yeah. <laughs> Though, I have to say, nobody talks about how she busted through the top of that building. Oh, I know. <laughs> that was a giant hole in the elevator and the roof. That we haven't explained, uh, that we never talked about. Lita, hey, congratulations on getting this new job uh, and buying this company. You're going to have to fix the helipad first. Yeah. Yeah, that, w- that was strange. Also, elevators have cameras in them normally. Mm-hmm. So I assume changing in them is a terrible idea. Yes. And I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe DEO just has like a whole task force devoted to like scrubbing security systems where she's been. Oh, maybe. <laughs> that would be fun to have as a throwaway line. That's uh, that's what Wynn does on his off time. Yeah. He's like, God damn it, Kara. <laughs> stop changing in elevators. Yeah. People can see you. But when she did that, she opens her shirt. And so you see the suit underneath, which I always find hard to believe because her skirt has not only a skirt, mm-hmm. but a cape. Oh, yeah. And no, you, it's you cannot silly. wear a, a full skirt like that inside a pair of pants. It's impossible. Yeah. Or a cape. <laughs> Just... Maybe the cape's like clip on afterward. She Oh, so she folds it up and puts it in her pocket? Yeah, probably, yeah. She has like a second little purse for her cape. Oh my god. Checks out. And what else? Oh, uh we had Lena putting her foot down on Kara, which, which was very nice. Yes. Kara was being a butt. Mm-hmm. And then we also got the nice secondary from that of Kara actually showing some emotions again and saying, you know, I I am having a lot more problems with Monel leaving than I thought I would, which eh, it sucks that it involves Monel because that guy is hot garbage. But it's nice to see them being friends. I I liked that that Kara took that step to mm-hmm. to to realize that she had been that she had been wrong and to own that and to apologize because Lena was right. You know, either it's personal and we can talk about it as friends, or it's job related and you you owe me some goddamn work. Yeah, show up on time, be come to your meetings and do the stuff. Yeah. Especially since she had just told her, if you need to take personal time, then take it. And she would have gladly given her a week off. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be here, then do your goddamn job. Yeah, exactly. Which is, is tough. And I feel like James would have never done that and would have just let her let her go and do her own thing. Well, which, and he had been letting her do that. Yeah, which I think for me is why I immediately see Lena as a better boss. Because she, she held her feet to the fire and said, no, you can't. Oh, sure. She also, though... Has had years of doing that where James really got promoted into this position not a super long time ago. Oh, that's true. And no, like, has a better understanding that Kara's not just ducking out to go cry in a dumpster or whatever. People, <laughs> I don't know where people cry, but, um, you know, she's going out to help fight bad guys. So, it, I mean, it, like, it's two slightly different situations. But, I mean, there. that's true. It is true that she doesn't know that Kara's Supergirl, but I, I would hope that even that. If you were friends with your boss and your boss knew that you were a secret superhero, that your boss would say, look, I understand that sometimes your extra extracurriculars are, are urgent. But as your boss, you still have to be here. You still have to do your job. Yeah, get your Because that's in. important. Otherwise, you have to quit because that means that you can't do this job. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know. I just never saw anything from James that would tell me that he knew how to do that. And I totally am with you on the he got like sort of almost accidentally handed this promotion Mm -hmm. that he wasn't actively seeking it and he wasn't really trained for it but if you can't do that job then maybe you shouldn't have that job i don't know oh sure yeah you're you're definitely not wrong uh but it was a good episode i liked um oh my god the the very beginning where we're seeing um 
Sam and Ruby waking up together and then Maggie and Alex waking up together and those four are being super cute with each other and then Kara just being alone. She's like, I'm eating my cereal. That's cool. She was eating oatmeal. Oh, which yeah. Which is the saddest breakfast. <laughs> womp womp. Like it's healthy for you, but does anybody really like oatmeal? Like it's dump it's a bunch fine. of raisins in it. Yeah, you have to add a bunch of sugar to it. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, uh, and then she finds Monel's copy of Romeo and Juliet. Oh yeah, I, uh, I hate that guy. Well, I'm glad he's not coming back. I mean, he's probably coming back. He's totally coming back. Mm. But anyway, like, he is guaranteed coming back. And he's going to be extra douchey because he'll have been in the future, I'm sure, and. Have a stupid flight ring. Oh, God. You're just jealous about the ring. Oh, no. I'm hyped for Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> I'm just bummed that he's going to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll have been gone for 30 years, and he'll have married somebody else in the oh, meantime. Oh, man. We get, like, old man Monel coming back. Mm-hmm. That would be legit. It's like, these are my grown children. <laughs> I could dig it. Ooh, and then Kara dates one of them, and it gets super weird. <gasps> that would be weird. Okay, that's straight up, like, 70s Captain America <laughs> dates... Peggy Carter's niece yeah. weirdness. Yeah, that was Ugh. odd. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. And uh, episode closes out. We find that uh, Samantha is working at Elcor. Well, no, at Catco. At Catco or now. Or Lena. Oh no, she's, oh, no, she is at Elcor. Yeah, she's, she's running Elcor while Lena is, I guess, taking a small break to run Catco. Yeah. So also, like, much, much bigger job than her initial, like, Explaining her to your daughter type thing made it sound like. It's yeah. Like, oh, you're running a multinational company. Okay. Yeah, I assumed that she done. was going to be, like, I assumed that she was going to be working for Lena in some capacity mm-hmm. just because of how sneaky they were about saying names and things. Yeah, yeah. But I assumed she was going to be an assistant or that she was going to be a vice president or something. I did not assume that she would be running Elcor. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. But it's cool. And, uh, oh, we saw her try to bend the crowbar, and yeah. she couldn't do it. So probably it's an it's an adrenaline spike thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that was it. Yeah. yeah. It was fair. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we have the Flash. Oh, the Flash. It starts off so cute. He's dancing around. He's making breakfast. He's watching all the shows at the same time. Oh, that was great. Oh, Jon Snow died. Oh, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. just I wonder how long you have to wait to make that joke on another show. Yeah, there's definitely got to be some like professional courtesy statute of limitations type thing that you follow. Yeah, because he came back at the beginning, not of this season, but last season, right? Or did he come back at the beginning of this season? No, I think it, no, was, it was last season. Yes, it was last season because we had Battles of the Bastards last season. Yes. And he was alive for that. So again. it's been like a full year. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's that's fine then. Yeah, for some reason I was thinking this season, I was like, oh, that's pretty quick. Okay, never mind. That's That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And uh, then we have some dude, very rich guy, uh, looking at an apartment, which looks a lot like Felicity's apartment. Uh, and yeah, I assume it, they have one set for very expensive apartments. It may be the same set. <laughs> And yeah, Felicity, the, the apartment that is now Felicity's, that was Oliver's, that was Thea's. Mm-hmm. Apartment gets a rant. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's rent controlled. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. And then he gets in an elevator. Well, first and... he's a dick. Oh, he's a total douchebag. <laughs> and then he gets in the elevator and then it squishes him. Yeah. Shakes him up. <laughs> and that sucks. And we see Kilgore flash across the screen and i get very excited because well it's weird tech villains i love it i'm not opposed to the tech villain but the fact that 
their color was purple and that his name started with kill was weird for me because it just reminded me of the purple man whose name is Kilgrave. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry. I forgot his real name. Yeah. So his name is Kilgrave and he's purple and he controls things with his mind. And I was like, mm. no, there's, there's no crossover there. It's fine. Don't worry it about it. It's very weird. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not Slade Wilson and Wade Wilson close. Oh man. <laughs> What? But it's Deathstroke and uh, Deadpool? Totally different. Totally different. Then you throw in Deadshot and it's just all different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it felt reminiscent to me. Shades of each other. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I didn't even put that together because I've been reading about him in comics for quite a while. So actually before... So is, is, he, is he a normal Flash bad guy? He's a Flash and I think Superman bad guy. Oh, like okay. he, he shows up in all over DC. Cool. He fought Robin some. Tim Drake whooped up on him because he's best hero. Of course. Of course. Naturally. Um, so he's stalking other members of a team that he was on that built, they say, an app? They built an app? Or they built malware. Mm-hmm. And I guess I don't really understand how you market malware, but I guess they they kicked him out at the last minute and sold it to somebody else for a billion dollars, and he got, he got the shaft. Yeah. And so the other three are rich. He's broke. Mm-hmm. And somehow got powers. I, I'm going to assume it's through the Cherbro. Yeah. Yeah. Which Cherbro. They, it's the thinker. No, they haven't said his name. We don't know who it is. Come on. I, I'm still holding out hope for Metron, but... No, it's it's the thinker. It's, it's either the thinker or it's DC's version of Davros from Doctor Who. Oh, you don't get that reference. Sorry. Whoosh, right over Where's John? I don't, I don't really listen to country. I, I'm sorry. I'll kill you. <laughs> now, I know where John is, and I'm glad he's there, but he is missed. I mean, I think he's home right now oh is he home yeah he landed a while ago oh he back uh what else barry's being way too positive and helpful about things and i want to choke him because yes like there's definitely a difference between helping with your wedding and taking over all control of your wedding and not letting your fiance do anything because it's not that I don't want you to pull your weight. It's that I want to be involved in the decisions about yeah, it's a team, our day. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just don't just do stuff. Like, I want to be there. That's not okay. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. But Dushinus carries over to while he's out in the field because he hasn't really worked with Iris calling the shots from headquarters. Second yeah. guesses are it goes pretty wrong. They're able to pull it out at the last minute with... A delightful car teardown. Okay, that was really cute. Yeah, I love that. He takes apart the entire car in motion while the guy is continuously screaming. Yeah, it was so <laughs> delightful. I just, I kept thinking how much fun that must be for that actor. And they're like, okay, now we're going to put you in the car seat, you hold the steering wheel, and then we're just going to shove you down this, this just freeway. start screaming and do not stop. <laughs> uh, super fun. I have to say, I need to make a very important remark. Um... What is going on with Wally's hair? It's out of control. What is happening? It's, it is beyond belief. He's too fancy. I don't like it. It's got a weird swoop to it. I don't understand. I assume he saw what all the kids were doing these days. and was uh, like, ooh, that's the rage. It's like, oh, you know whose hair I want to mimic? Evil Barry. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Oh, Wall- Wallace, no. I liked it. I liked it when it was um, sort of had height, but all over. Mm-hmm. It was like a like a tight mini fro, but I don't like this at all. Yeah, young Wallace, do not do this. Man, that guy just needs to get off this show. Okay, so I have a plan. What? No, no. Okay, hear what? me out. He needs to join Legends of Tomorrow. Aww. He is second fiddle on this show. Yeah, and 
he's always written as kind of a bumpkin and it's annoying because he's Wally fucking West and he's yeah. awesome. I liked well this episode he had uh random medical knowledge. Yeah, that was which great. Was also I, fun. I am really liking these flashbacks. Mm-hmm. That's delightful. But like, yeah, stick him on legends. He and Nate are pretty bro because they, they know was, each other. Yeah, Nate was the second most popular superhero in Central <laughs> City. And that that would be super cool. And then he can do his thing. I and also Legends fun. is running kind of lean right now because they're they're at like six and a half people out who's, of who's the oh because are you only half counting Amaya? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know what's up with her, but I mean they they started season one at nine. And, and I mean they could probably use a speedster. Yeah, I mean everyone could use a speedster. Speedsters are great. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun for Wally. I don't know if they can have two black men on the show at the same time. I that, feel that like might be too many not they're going to hit their quota. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay, I feel really gross yeah, having just said yeah, that. Yeah, I, I have like contact gross <laughs> from you saying these things. Obviously, I think he would be great on that show. But I don't know. I, from, from a show standpoint, I feel like they would want to keep him under the umbrella of Flash. Oh, sure. And then from like a character standpoint, I don't know if he... I feel like he likes being here though i don't know because i feel like he's gotten to a point where he's settled with his sister and with his dad and he has like a grip on his life and he knows who he wants to be Mm -hmm. so maybe this is the perfect time to go exploring through time and space i don't know that could be fun yeah so what else happens oh um so after we have the mishap with the car uh iris takes caitlin's advice which she was at first pretty hesitant about and when she's like, oh, no, we're fine. We're, we're Barry and Iris. Yeah, we don't we're need, a power couple. We don't need counseling. We're great. I mean, honey, everybody needs counseling. Yep. Like, I, w- I would recommend therapy 100% of the time, no matter who you are or what you're doing. Always. Because there's always something that somebody could use an impartial ear to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because, like, your friends are great and they love you and they support you. But a lot of times you need somebody to talk about your friends with. Or somebody who has no no dog in that fight. Yeah, so you're not just gossiping from one friend to another friend. Yes. And so, yeah, always. So I really liked that uh, Iris said, actually, no, we need to go. Mm-hmm. And she, she shit. No, that's a bad word. I don't want to use that. She she tricked her. She strong-armed uh, Barry into going with her a little bit. She's like, great, let's go. We have an appointment in 10 minutes. Yeah. But it, they, they could have played it up for laughs, and I, I think it ended up being played very straight and i dug that yes um i liked yeah they, obviously the two of them were very nervous they they didn't want to be judged which mm-hmm. i feel like is is a very natural reaction to talking to somebody else oh sure because you're very especially the stuff that you need to talk about is usually the stuff that you're the most defensive about yeah so to have to have them reacting in a in a in a funny way by being conf- by being um concerned about what she was writing yeah, down why, why are you writing that down that, that doesn't need felt very down. real yeah and i'm sure it's even worse when half of the stuff you can't talk about because hey you know you're you're the flash and engaged yeah. to the flash for training over oh, we're doing a triathlon yeah <laughs> <laughs> but also the idea that what iris was really mad about was that he left mm-hmm. and that it that being a thing that's so big that she found it really hard to mention it so it was easier to be upset about little things that are easier to talk about and that maybe under different circumstances she wouldn't have even been mad about that she would have just been like hey Barry don't do that and mm-hmm. that would have been it but because there's this other big thing lurking yeah it just builds it everything, builds else everything up. up yeah and i like that like i can 100% understand her being mad about that 
but then also being conflicted because, hey, he had to do that to save the world. And she brings that up. And it's one of those where it's not a completely rational being mad at somebody. But then also you're stuck there explaining, hey, Barry's just taking a break and everyone thinks, oh, he left you. And just this emotional roller coaster that he didn't have to deal with. And I, I think they played that out pretty well. Yeah, because, you know, log- and because Iris even says that she knows that logically that Barry had to do it. And Barry knows that he had to do it. But that it doesn't, that doesn't stop you from being angry at him for being gone mm-hmm. and leaving you alone. I mean, it's in a, this, a similar way to how you could be mad at someone who died. Uh, because how dare they leave you? Yeah. How dare they die? Even if it was, you know, they got hit by a car. You can you're it's still very natural to be angry about that. Oh yeah. Because because now you have to face the world without them and it sucks. So I liked that. I thought that was that was really great. I thought it was very well played and it felt very very iris. Mhm. And I loved the two of them talking about how they're the flash together. Um and because yeah, he's he's not wrong in that he's the one out there in the field. He's the one who has to make, you know, last minute calls. He's the one who's putting his own physical body on the line. But she's the one who has to help call the shots. She's the one who has to look out for you. She's the one who has to cover your back mm-hmm. um, with your new therapist or with anybody else. And you guys have to be a team and not just the two of you, but everybody else has to be a team, too. I think like, that's important. Mm-hmm. And then he caught a grenade. Yeah. And that was amazing. Oh, my God. Can we spend like 10 minutes talking about Barry's ridiculous new suit? Because oh I God. laughed I so that hard. Suit. That suit's great. <laughs> He's got um, a freaking pulse cannon mounted in his hand. He's Iron Man. Cisco, yeah, w- watched way too much Iron Man. I was like, I like that. It's got a HUD. It's got delivery menus. It's got a yeah pulse cannon. Um, it's got what was the other thing? Oh, it's got a lockdown feature, so he can't be unmasked while unconscious. Yeah. Also leaves him stuck in there. Yeah. It's got uh, a flotation yeah, feature. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. He what if he can't swim? Oh my god. I'm sure he could swim. That was delightful. Oh, and uh, it's got a self-destruct. Yeah. In case of evil Barry. And a defibrillator. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, maybe basically nine times out of ten would have been a great suit until you run up against someone who can control a technology. And then you're like, oh, man. Yeah. Sad it, day. It was making me think of the Spider-Man suit that Peter gets from Tony in Spider-Man mm, Homecoming. Yeah. That's just full of all kinds of ridiculous crap. Dude, I love that suit. <laughs> and I love the lady inside it. She's I great. like sassy robots, basically. Yes. Or AIs. They're so great. They're so good. You need to finish watching Person of Interest. I do. Um, I the love the machine. She's so great. Yeah. Okay. Did we finish talking about the Flash? Um. What else happened? He, well, to get himself out of it, he zaps himself with lightning, which oh, yeah. maybe establishes that for short distances, he can run faster than light now, which sets a huge precedent. Oh, it does? Well, I don't think we've seen him do that before like faster mm. than light's a pretty big thing i mean yeah that's that's getting into like relativity yeah time travel but i mean we know he can travel through time he can run enough he can run fast enough to travel through time yeah but that's more he's opening up a wormhole by punching the speed force Punt by punching the I, speed I, force? I don't know he just he's like hey what's up i'm gonna put my dick in you and then oh it just pops open that hole and shazam he's in a uh, different i'm period. uncomfortable <laughs> with this entire sentence <laughs> So anyway, on uh, screwing up the speed times. Okay. Uh, well, do we think what he throws, is it definitely 
lightning or is it something that sort of looks like lightning that we have dubbed I, lightning? It could be coagulated speed force goop. Who knows? Yeah. I guess I was just thinking of it as like highly charged particles in the air. I mean, that's still basically lightning. Traveling at yeah. the speed of light. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. It's shifty. It's one of those questions like, uh, could God microwave a burrito so hot that he couldn't eat it? That's a real weird <laughs> modern reinterpretation of could he create a boulder so heavy he couldn't lift it? Yes. Okay. I, I like yours better. <laughs> so oh could goodness. the Flash throw a lightning bolt fast, as fast as the Flash could, but then outrun it? I guess he can. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the fastest you could throw a lightning bolt would be the speed of light. It doesn't matter That's how true. fast you're throwing it. It, it has a Terminal velocity. set, I can only go this quickly. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So it's, it's not like he's throwing a burrito. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Burritos don't go very fast. And then they're very messy upon it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> hey, let's go throw burritos off the roof of your I house. I think we should, actually. Yeah, for <laughs> science. We just have to yell science as we throw it, and then yes. it's okay. It's like when you, you jump over something and yell parkour. Oh, yeah, That makes yeah. it parkour. Exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, Legends? God, I love this show so much. It's so great. Uh, so this episode is all about uh, the circus mm. and tiny saber-toothed tigers. Oh, also, the fact that, that is so cute. Oh my god, Hottie Time Detective is being a whiny butt face about a like a, about Amaya, even though I'm on his side that she straight up ghosted him. Yeah, I which mean, is not don't, okay. Don't leave people on their birthday after you've been dating for quite a while without telling them that you're just never coming back. Like that's like you could leave a note. That's a dick move, regardless of who you are. I mean, you could at least have written K thanks bye on the mirror before you <laughs> okay, went. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that, that would make it so much better. I, I'm sure his heart would have been just fine then. Totes. I think favorite part of this episode, they're trying to figure out where to bounce to first before they get to the to the circus. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, what if we go to the Titanic? And Victor Garber is like, I refuse to set foot on there. Whoever designed it deserves to be shot. Because I don't know if you know, uh, I haven't even seen Titanic and I do this, but in, in the movie, he plays the designer of it. Yes. And that's hilarious. Yeah, there's there's like a long moment where everybody turns and looks at him, and I felt like if this was a show that had a laugh track, that's where it would have gone. Oh, yeah, and he would have like winked at the camera or something. <laughs> that was me, guys. I played that guy. And then we have Billy Zane just Which, showing up. What the fuck? So weird. I liked that the uh, the initial credits are spaced out enough that he appears before the end of the credits, so that when it says... Also, Billy Zane, it shows up like on top of him. Oh, I didn't notice that. You didn't notice that? I, I apparently don't watch credits really because I assume outside of Game of Thrones are always just the same. Uh, so I, I spent like the first 10 minutes going, man, that guy looks, oh my God, he's going to judge a walk off. <laughs> I like it. Because uh, I got like on, on Arrow this week, I saw David Nickel in the, in the credits and I was like, oh, I know who's coming around. Oh, oh he plays uh, the Russian guy. Oh, man, fuck that guy. See, I know him from Stargate Atlantis. Okay. Where he is uh, he's That guy's on my stink list because I really liked Anatoly, and he's just gone full bad guy, and it's very frustrating. All right, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Ugh. Uh, let's talk for 10 minutes about how much I love Sarah Lance. She's it's so a lot. Great. I love her and... Uh, so it, time detectives end up finding them going, oh, we need to save you, Gary. blah, blah, blah. Fucking Gary. Whom Everybody I, hates Gary. Yeah, Sarah doesn't completely hate him because we we definitely get the feeling he was the one she seduced. Uh, I wondered about that. Yeah, dude, that <laughs> like they were laying it on pretty thick. I, I'm pretty confident in that. God damn it, Gary! You know, 
That guy's uh, like, I don't even care if I lost my job. That one night was worth yeah. it. <laughs> um, so time detective lady who apparently is going to be around enough that I should learn her name mm-hmm. shows up through wormhole thingy. She and Sarah fight. They take a whiskey break. They fight. It's amazing. For so long that they wear themselves out and they're just laying there on the ground. And Sarah's I like, do you want to get a water that. or something? And then the tiny saber tooth timer comes walking through. <laughs> no, no, it's so cute. Oh God, it's huge. Okay, for like we need to back up and talk about. So, uh, Barnum P.T. Barnum has the saber tooth tiger because it anachronismed its way into his time period. Well, we should say first that the legends pick this one because it's it's a gimme. It's, yeah, it's, it's a level it's a milk one. Run. Yeah, yeah. like we can do this in and out. It'll get us some good. It'll earn us some good ground with you know the time nerds, and we can we can try to like build on that. Mm-hmm. But then they get there and they immediately fuck it up. Oh yeah, and by what Just... by the time they leave, it's like a level nine or something. <laughs> <laughs> I get so bad. Yeah, but like step one, Nate, do not open cages to saber two tigers until after Ray has shrunk them. Here's my my thought: it's already in the cage. We could oh, have yeah, just, just shrunk the cage. Or just, you know, grab the cage, take it with you, be like, sorry, this is mine now. And just wheel it right onto the ship. <laughs> or that. Yeah, so many options don't, don't other than a, letting it loose. Do we have a tractor beam? We have a tractor beam? Oh, yeah, probably. Like just fly the ship by and grab it. Lift it right up. Yeah. Because right, I, was, I was thinking about that afterwards. They opened the cage so they could shrink the cat, but they could have just shrunk the cat and the cage together. Yeah, or the, so it's the size of your a lunchbox. hand would fit through the cage bars. Like, <laughs> just uh, really, just don't open the cage. Is the moral of this story? No, I mean, or Nate could have like steeled up and then put his hand through and let the tiger like yes. bite on him. Nom, nom. Yeah. <laughs> Anything other than just opening the cage, yelling at Ray. Ray's trying to fix it, but he can't make it work. And then he sneezes. I thought for a hot second that he was going to accidentally shrink Nate. Oh, that would have been funny. <laughs> and then Tiny Nate has to fight a saber-toothed tiger. Yes, and then he gets eaten by the tiger. Oh. But because geez. he's indestructible, oh, okay. he's fine. Okay. But then, like, I was thinking through that in my head, and I thought, okay, so the only other options there are that we have to wait for Nate to get pooped yeah, out. Yeah, no one wants Or that. he has to punch his way out of the tiger, which would be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both I, of those outcomes either are options, bad. very gross. Do not like. So instead of shrinking the tiger, Ray... And Biggins the tiger, which I love that they use the word Biggins, which mm-hmm. is not a real word, which came from The Simpsons. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, that's delightful. Uh, it was the ep- an early episode about the creator of Springfield um, who has a giant statue. And his quote was something like, uh, a great spirit embiggens even the smallest man. Oh, jeez. And Lisa's like, that's not a real word. And nobody else cares. That's ridiculous. I think it's something like somebody, like, uh, so, oh, Bart saws the head off the statue and steals it away as a prank, but it turns out that everybody is really attached to that statue, and they get really mad. Okay. But yes, the word Biggins comes from a Simpsons episode. It'd be so much fun to have a show that just can change the- The cultural landscape? Yeah, I was trying to say the cultural communication. I was like, no, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's interesting. If you're around long enough and you develop a big enough following, you can you can change language. Yeah, that's is, crazy. Which is pretty awesome. Okay, um, so now we have a giant saber tooth tiger running around. Uh, it's not great. And then, so then the boys decide that they're going to go get drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Sarah takes the shit. What do they call their shuttle? Uh, shoot. I'm just going to call it a shuttle. The the puddle hopper. Puddle jumper. No. 
No, it's not even big enough to jump over puddles. It just kind of hops. <laughs> okay. Well, she the takes skimmer? their... She takes... Skimmer. No, no, it's not regular. It. We're terrible at this. But she takes their little side ship, and she goes to get Amaya, because who else can talk to a big, scary animal? She goes to get Amaya, and she brings her back. And, like, they're having that conversation in Amaya's hut, and you could tell how much Amaya wanted to talk to her about what happened with the soldiers. Because if anybody's going to understand that, it's going to be Sarah Lance. Yeah. Who went through so much shit with the League of Assassins and who has tried so hard to put that aside and to not just be a killer. Sarah's going to understand. Yeah. But then she doesn't. So instead they come back and Nate and the boys go out and get drunk. And then Nate decides to tell all the world about him and his friends and their superpowers. Which is not great. Yeah, he's he's real dumb this episode. I mean, he starts from a nice place of stopping the bearded lady from getting harassed, which I thought was very sweet. Mm-hmm. And then when she like sort of hits on him, he gets all flustered about it. She thinks I'm sweet, <laughs> which I thought was really cute. Yeah. Like a lot of times in shows like that, you would get some sort of weird like not not no homo because it's not a guy, but mm-hmm. it's it's a non-feminine woman or a woman who is not attractive in your traditional sense. Yeah. And a lot of guys would be like, oh, oh no. gross. No, so sorry. uncomfortable. I mean, ooh, that's weird. And then a lot of him being like saying to his boys, oh, I would I would never get with a girl like that. Ah. Mm-hmm. So I like that he just he just saw her as a lady and he respected her and he stood up for her and he got flustered when she thought he was cute. Yeah, that was very heartwarming for me. But and then, then just tells he, everyone, hey, I'm a Nate. superhero, bro. Yeah, my friend over there, he gets really small. Or he said, teeny weeny. Yeah. <laughs> and so then uh, Billy Zane decides to kidnap them. Yeah, yeah as you do. Which is really kind of dumb because if you assume that they have superpowers, why wouldn't they just murder you? Yeah. Shrug emoji. Yeah, who knows? I mean, he is on his uh, last leg, basically, for, for the mm-hmm. circus. So I think he's getting a bit more desperate than general. That's possible. And then ends up capturing Amaya when she comes looking for him. God damn it. And so then he's sort of, he's not quite torturing Nate, but he makes him steal up and then he shoots him a bunch. Yeah. Which is hard because apparently stealing up has a refractory period if you've been drinking too much. I guess. (laughs) He just, he can't get it up. I Um, love it. He's like, oh, this has never happened to me before. I promise. (laughs) It's like, oh no. Does, and Amaya says something or something like it happens to it happens a lot. And he's like, not to me, which, again, is is cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, men and their obsession with their penis. <laughs> Look, it is the first and the last and the everything. <laughs> the alpha and the omega. Yep. It's actually my nickname for it. Oh, my God. That's not what Malia calls it. Oh, it's the teeny weeny. <laughs> Womp, womp. Womp, womp. <laughs> so they're they're uh, press ganged into the service, mm-hmm. um, and then Gray has to clown it up and come save oh, them. God, that's so uncomfortable. I loved it. He made balloon animals. It was so cute. And then I love how much Mick hates the clowns. So then he just like tackle hugs one of the clowns, starts beating everybody up, mm-hmm. and then they make a complete scene. Uh, <laughs> they they make they become firestorm. They fly around. Um, Ray is there with his suit on. Like, everything is intense. Yeah. And it ends up at level nine because they're very bad at protecting Oh, my God. History. They're so bad. They save everything in the end. Everything is fine. Uh, P.T. Barnum looks like he's on his way to becoming a world-class con artist. Mm-hmm. Everything is as it should be. And, oh, and we have the, like, stinger thingy at the end with um, someone coming out of goop. Oh, right. Person in a purple robe, which looks very time trappery. 
and then I says, don't know what that is. Uh, is a recurring villain across a lot of DC stuff for a while that I don't know was ever actually confirmed as any one person, but like four or five different people were maybe the time trapper because part of it, you never saw their face. Oh, okay. Um, so this has the same kind of look about it. And then they say something about being a follower of Malice. Malice so, mm-hmm. Which we already know is going to be this season's big bad. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, Rip had talked about it before with his lieutenant about how he, th- he wants the legends to help him stop Malice. I do not pay attention to things. Oh, my God. We talked about that two weeks ago. I do not pay attention to things. DC always gives their characters weirdly spelled names. Oh, and that's it's right. It's like M A L L U S or something. Yeah, yeah, that was hella dumb. <laughs> uh, and, and I don't know who that actress is, but she is statuesque. Is the correct word? I mean, she's just got shoulders. Oh my god. Yeah, I want to see her punch someone in the face. Yeah, I need this in my life. Mm-hmm. And speaking of punching in the face, I watched Arrow. It was. It felt like a punch in the face. Yeah. Hey, you know what? At least Arrow is not in humans. It's got that going for it. That's true. It's not the worst of the shows I watch. God, Oliver, you're not a great dad if your response to your kid getting into a fight is, let me teach you how to punch better. No, no, I'm fine with that. Really? Yeah, I mean, Oliver's a broken, damaged dude. Like, that makes... Okay, maybe he's not the best dad, but that's that's him trying to be a good parent. In the way he knows how? Yeah. Also, you know, fuck bullies, dude. Punch him in the face. I got yes. no problem with that. I I mean, if it's me personally, I feel like lesson number one should be how, like, conflict negotiation so that you can then follow that up with lesson number two, punch him in the face. Yeah. It's right in the throat. Oh, man. But we open up with a Bruce Wayne shout out. Yeah, which that was fun. I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. I love that Bruce Wayne apparently exists in this universe. Yeah. Though, is he Batman? Is he not? We may never know. I just, I want him and Superman to show up in this. And then make out? I mean, naturally. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. I'm no monster. Um, Then we have Special Agent Samantha Watson show up, Mm -hmm. who looks familiar, and it was really bugging me. And I, like, looked her up on IMDb, and I didn't recognize her, and so I don't know what I was thinking. But, like, I feel like I know her from somewhere. Maybe she's just got one of those faces. It could be, yeah. And so she's uh, working for the FBI, trying to figure out if Oliver is Green Arrow. Which... Of course he is. Yeah, naturally. And this feels very obvious. Since yeah. Since this is like- Time number three or four. The fifth time. Yeah. It's like, oh man, you know, this would have more emotional resonance if we hadn't been through- And I love that they even shout out to- Yeah. <laughs> hey, this feels a lot like when you were doing this to me, uh, Papa Lance. Yeah. And then, yeah, Lance has a great line about how he didn't have a photo of Oliver in flagrante de arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which was great. What a, that was a great turn of phrase. Dude, I love the guy who plays Lance. Oh, he's amazing. Do you, like, do you remember he was the lead on that short-lived Dresden Files oh, TV man. show? I love the crap out of those that books. Was so, uh, and I'm yeah. bummed that the TV show got real weird real quickly. Like, if you're going to, like, even especially say we are basing this off of the very first book, like, don't just go out into the weeds. No, they, 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 ah. they made a lot of really weird choices. Yeah, um, like for for starters, to make Bob a real person instead yeah. of a skull. That was strange. Like made no sense he's a to me. Force of nature in a skull. Like <gasps> what, what? What are you doing? Yeah, because then you don't have to pay that actor. You pay somebody to sit in a booth and do ADR, and exactly. then the skull just lights up. Yeah, wouldn't that save you a shit ton of money? It's very disappointing. Ah. but I mean, he was delightful in it. It's just the show itself was kind of trash. Yeah. I had high hopes. Yeah. 
But anyway, yeah. he's a great actor, and I enjoy him a lot on this show. And then, so we have, um, what, Oliver is showing people around for Markovia, for the Markovian Initiative, mm-hmm. which is very exciting, because Markovia is a DC country where Tara comes from, who uh, gets recruited by, in, in the comics, gets recruited by Slade to infiltrate the Teen Titans, and yeah. so I'm really wondering if they're going to tie anything in with that. Hmm, I hope so. Yeah, because or... isn't Markovia one of those made-up countries that they go to a lot? Yeah, yeah, like Latvia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, even if they do nothing else with it, it's fun to see in comics fake countries show up in this. But I, I really do hope that we get a bit more going in there. That'd Because that'd be rad. And then Anatoly shows up and all hell breaks loose. Yeah, he basically blackmails Oliver into saying, you know, oh, you can't stop me. You're not some kind of superhero, are you? Oh, God damn it. Yeah. I love that the dude from Markovia also was like, oh, man, and we'd actually pay more if you were Green Arrow because that's totally red. I'm like, you, sir, I like you. Mm-hmm. And now you're dead. Damn it. God. Yeah. So Oliver can't really do anything as much as he just you can tell he just wants to punch Anatoly mm-hmm. in the face. Which I think is pretty fun because it's been a while since we've really seen issues with him having a double life. And we mm-hmm. really, in general, don't get that much in any of the Arrowverse shows. Um not really. So it's it's I think that's kind of fun because there there should be consequences to having a secret identity, mm-hmm. especially if you're the mayor. Or suck it up, it w- it would be kind of interesting to have him actually get out at his green arrow and then deal with the repercussions of that. And because at this point, like all of his family that is left other than his son can handle themselves. I would say the only problem I see with that is that the Green Arrow is a criminal True. who has killed people? No, that was the Arrow. That was a different oh, guy. Okay, and also a different guy from the hood? Yeah, okay. all totally different people. All right, all just right. Just happened to use bow and arrows. So sure. strange. What mm-hmm. a weird coincidence. So if you could make the argument that the Green Arrow has never actually murdered anyone, then maybe you'd be all right. Mm-hmm. But if you have to say, oh yeah, that's me, and also, I murdered a bunch of dudes. They're like, yeah, not only are you fired, but you're going to jail. Yeah. So that's that, fair. W- that would be my only concern. <laughs> I feel like right now, uh, Oliver would have to worry less about personal, like, family stuff of, you know, the Spider-Man problem of I, I wear my mask to protect my family. Ugh, Instead, it's oh more like God. if I take my mask off, I'll go to jail. Remember that time Aunt May got shot and then Spider-Man and Mary Jane, like, annulled their wedding via no, the devil. I don't. That was because that didn't happen. Hot garbage. Oh, angry about it. It's one of my least favorite storylines. You know what? I'm going to say it right comics. now. Fuck it, man. No, yeah, she should have died there. I would have been fine with it. Right. God damn. I mean, I like her well enough, I guess, but not to the point of she wouldn't have wanted either of them to make that decision. No, she would have said I've lived my life and I, as the parent figure, should sacrifice for you, not the yeah. other way around. I've had a badass life. Like, I dated Doc Ock. I raised you. I was a Herald of Galactus for a while. Like, I've done all these cool things. It's my time. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Comics are real weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. Oh, my God. Yeah. But back to this show. And uh, Oliver's son wears a Flash backpack. I like that. That's great. I love it. That reminds me a lot of... Uh, didn't he? Didn't he have a flash action figure before? He did. Yeah. yeah. So he's uh, honestly at this point because he knows Oliver's arrow, yes. Green Arrow, right? Mm-hmm. He needs to introduce him to the Flash. Like you want to get in yeah. good with your kid, dude. Call Barry. 
Hey, Barry. We all have pizza or something, and then take the kid for a run. Oh, my God. Could Boom. He... Best dad ever. Okay, so I know he's run with Iris, like, short distances. I am just, I'm always concerned about, like, wind shear. No, you just have to, like, support the neck. <laughs> okay, probably put silver. goggles on. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I would want him to, like, be strapped to Barry in some sort of harness situation. <laughs> like a, a, a puka backpack thing. Yeah. <laughs> So that he didn't have to carry him, and then goggles, and maybe a mouth guard. Ooh, yeah. You don't want to take a rock to the mouth. Yes. I'm just maybe concerned just a, about this child's maybe safety. Maybe just like a helmet in general. A helmet. There we yeah. go. Put okay. a helmet on. Done. <laughs> and then he can then he can do whatever. They can run up the side of the building for all I care. Oh, sorry. I was reading through my notes. I remember where uh, Special Agent Samantha Watson was from. Uh, she was one of the main wrestlers in GLOW. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So I probably should have moved that note up to up the, to the note asking, do I know her from somewhere? <laughs> but I, I just stream a thought these and do not organize them at all. So here we are. And we end up with Oliver asking Diggle to take over Green Arrow, which is hella dumb because Diggle's got a kid also, bro. Yeah. Have we forgotten that <laughs> he is also a dad? Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe the justification is... Um, that they also have a mom? Yeah. Why the... Oh my gosh. Uh... The worst ever. It starts with an L, right? Uh, oh God, this is why I should take. I should take. <laughs> I should take more notes. Uh, Diggle's wife, Arrow. It's like Lila. Lila. Google, you know what's up. God damn it! Yes, Lila. Anyway, Lila's there. So even if Diggle died, someone the could kid watch. Wouldn't be little an orphan. Baby Diggle, who I think kid it's is John a girl Jr. Now? Oh, is it a boy now? Was yeah, it a girl at first? Before it was Sarah. That's right. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. It still seems kind of selfish, Oliver. I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, and then because we, the audience, know that John is dealing with a degenerative hand tremor that I'm yeah, pretty sure. tell Oliver that. I'm pretty sure he came to that meeting to tell him that. Oh, he totally did. Yeah. But then Oliver was like, no, me first. Yeah. On the plus side, though, like, you don't really need to use your hand to shoot a bow and arrow. So I, I don't think that's going oh, to no, be a problem Oh, no, you can definitely do that future. with your feet. Yeah. You can shoot it with your feet. Oh, man. I have seen videos of that and it's amazing wow yeah it, it's a like a guinness book of world record thing like it's real weird that's pretty cool i am not that flexible uh no you're not flexible at all no it's you can't even scratch your toes no they're so far <laughs> it's very sad so yeah any any final thoughts well, on the Arrowverse this week i say it's interesting about oliver wanting to like retire because I feel like I called that in the first episode when Slade was like, you know, you, you can't do both. You have to either be the vigilante or the father. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be dumb. Oh man, but, there's only one option left. Uh, no, but have to kill the child. Oh God. I need you to, to take it down. Uh, what it, oh, crossover where he and Ruby die in the same episode. You're the worst. <laughs> but I was going to say, after seeing him deal with his kid, this episode, I kind of understand where he's like where he's coming from because mm. he has this kid that he was totally unprepared for. It's not like he and Samantha were together and she was pregnant and he had time to like figure out Oh yeah, what it he, was what just he wanted. It was just Hey, surprise, you had a kid a small child. 7 years ago. Yeah, here's this tiny human to look after. Yeah. And so to see him reevaluate and to say actually no, I really need to put my kids' needs first even above what I thought my duty was to this city because my duty to this child has to come first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. Oh, it does. And it honestly is a interesting storyline that, 
as long as it, well, it, as with anything, as long as it doesn't get hella dumb, I'm I'm there for it. Well, yeah, I mean, because the thing is, is that as much as I can appreciate that kind of decision, and I feel like in this episode it was actually even organic, I don't believe that it's going to stick. And so that leaves me feeling kind of bleh about it mm-hmm. because I know there's there's no way he's just going to retire and become a stay at home dad and like raise his kid and be the mayor. Yeah. It, I give it maybe two episodes before he puts the hood oh, back yeah. on. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's boring and that's annoying. Like, ugh. more. Oh, sorry. I Malia and I had a very long conversation actually about people who should join Legends. Um, I was going to say he should put on Speedy Suit. That would be funny. And then it reminded me Roy Harper should come back because he's not doing yeah! anything in television right now. He should join Legends. That's right. Yeah, Teen Wolf just ended. And um, what else was he on? He was on some other show. He was on something that ran for like a season, I think. And he's got time. He needs yeah. money. Come back was, to Arrow. That bro. was fun because uh, he was came back and did the last episode of Teen Wolf, and it That's was great. funny because he had been up until this point, um, he, his character on that show was straight. Mm-hmm. But then after, like, he recently got married to a guy, and so in this one, he comes back from his like year abroad, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I have a boyfriend now." That's awesome. <laughs> it was very cute. I love that. Okay. Um, any any other Arrowverse things? Otherwise, no. Um, I love Legends. Was that your favorite episode this week? Hey, no, we we can't do that yet. That's oh. tomorrow's recap. Okay, fine. Okay, I'll <laughs> it, put it back in my pocket. Wink. Totally not going to be Legends for me. Who knows? Who knows? It might be Inhumans. We'll, uh, we'll have to see. I would bet you twenty dollars <laughs> it will not be Inhumans. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that is today's show. We'll be back tomorrow with The Gifted and Inhumans. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Uh, Same Bam Time, Same Pow Channel. Bam Pow! This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.